All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. We're back, Tim. Welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and Tim Wurzberger. After a two-week hiatus, vacation, Tim was traveling the world. We're but what back. a week to miss, too. There's so much hockey news happening right now. I'm excited. we got a lot, a lot to cover. My head is spinning. My head is not spinning, but I'm excited. So let's get right to it. How was your week, Tim? Or two weeks, rather. Yeah, well, last week, well, the reason we weren't here, because I was traveling for work out in Minneapolis, um, which is only like an hour away if we flew directly from Traverse City, but we had to go through Chicago. Um, no problem there. Good week. Good week uh, onboarding a new client. And then on the way back, I can kind of see, I knew it was going to happen. We um, First of all, we went to the, the Mall of America. Have you been? Yes, many um, times. Have you been like as a civilian or are you there like with a jersey on? Yeah, I played there for two years. So yeah, I, yeah, I took the kids. Well, I didn't have kids at the time. I think me and my wife went a few times. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I went two years ago visiting Minneapolis with my buddy and at the time they have like all these arcades and and stuff like that going on and they had this like interactive hockey game where you could shoot a puck at a goalie and it was like a board but the puck had little tracers in it so the board would like move and block your shot didn't matter how how hard you shot it where you shot it it was there every time and you could pay like five bucks to shoot 10 shots and uh, I think I shot 40 shots I think I went in once my buddy took 30 or 40 shots never scored it was crazy and it was a lot of fun. We went there. We walked around the whole mall looking for it last week. Finally asked someone. They were like, hey, where is this? And they said, no, it's been gone. We got rid oh, of it last no. year. <laughs> and I was like, this is why I came to the mall. Uh, super disappointing. And then we <laughs> – so we're leaving. Flight gets delayed like 30 minutes out of Minneapolis. No big deal. We have a layover in Chicago. Um, at the, In Chicago, we land around 9.15, and it gets pushed back to like 9.55. Again, no big deal. And then we're kind of waiting at the terminal, no news, no news. And then finally, about 10, 15, 10, 30, they're like, hey, the flight's not getting out tonight. And we're just like, it's just the worst, right? Worst feeling. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. And the part, it's like, if I knew that, I would have been like, okay, I would have had a nice dinner. I would have got to the hotel room, you know, just we're relax. just got a rental car. Well, yeah. So um, they, so at this point, we're like, they're like, hey, you have to go down to uh, customer service, get a new flight. So we do that. Everyone's ahead of us. We waited about two hours in line. Oh, two hours, yuck. and they had like eight people working it. There was just it was just slow. 
So we're just making friends with everyone in line. It's midnight by the time we get up there. It's our turn, and they tell us, hey, there's no flights tomorrow to Traverse City. Jaw to the floor. So we're just like, okay, well, what do we do now? What are our options? The, yeah, fly in Saturday. We're just like, absolutely not. So we got a hotel, uh, two of our, my coworkers and I, and rented a car. Got up early Friday morning and drove all day. We took our time. At this point, we're like, the day's going to be lost. Let's take our time. We'll have breakfast. We'll leave at like 9. Um, had a nice long lunch somewhere in, around Grand Rapids. And, and uh, yeah, the, the day was a complete wash. And never what you want to see when you're traveling. So that's why we didn't record last week. And obviously, The issues of living in a small town with yeah. a small airport when there's only probably, I would say, in a good day in the winter, six flights coming in and six going out something like that it's happened to me dozens of times that's why whenever i do events in canada i always drive to sioux ontario and fly out of there it's just easier seems like planes don't get canceled going in and out of there well for some reason planes get canceled out of this city it's very bizarre but it just saves me days and hours always i've drove like the time i save for driving three hours to sioux st marie and back i probably saved days by not flying in and out of Traverse City. It's well, so it's not just Traverse City. It's Chicago, too, because they, you have to fly over the lake to get there. Yeah. Which, like, when I, when we fly through Detroit, it's usually not an issue. That's true. There is that lake effect. The lake effect stuff. It's real. But it was a good trip. We went to the Wild Game, which is kind of cool. I know. you. Try, I tried to get your tickets. Yeah, no, you didn't. Not very hard. <laughs> I searched my phone for my contact in Minnesota, and I don't have it anymore. That's okay. Know. Yeah. You don't have enough uh, cloud anymore. Did you buy tickets? We did. Yeah. How much were they? Thirty-five. Where were your seats? Way up there. Okay. Um, at the gate, like during game time. Um, that is- rink was consistently voted when I was playing there by ESPN the best place to watch a sporting event in out of all the four major sports. Really? Yeah. What about it? It was just really fan friendly, great location, good food around the area, and just a really good atmosphere and environment for a professional game. And it really was. The food was good. I mean, there were some cool restaurants nearby. It was hard to get to because there's just it's just surrounded on all sides by busy streets. So it's like a quick drop off of the Uber. There's no like parking lot. You can just kind of head over nearby. Um, but I will say it was, it was a good game. Very fan friendly. Not a bad seat in the house. It's kind of like compact in a way. So even up high, you you can hear it. You can it's see it. It's a great everything. rink. It's a really great rink. Um, yeah, it was a fun. They there was the, they were playing the Wild that night, which is kind of cool. The to Wild see. were playing the Wild. I mean, the Wild. They were playing the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Which is cool. Um, I had a couple takeaways from the game. Well, first of all, Reeves. I mean, you can't miss him when he's on the ice. He's is he huge. just that noticeable? Yeah, and he's just. I mean, I was looking for him too. Like, yeah. I, you know. But um, when I got there, he was. There was a whistle when we got in our seats. We're about five or ten minutes late, and he's like on all fours in the corner. Like, what's going on? We asked someone. I think I want to say Matt Dumba um, took ex- exception to something Reeves did and, and got him right in the groin between I saw the legs. He stuck him. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Reeves was just, he was milking it a little bit. He was trying to get some attention. He got a penalty. Dumbo got a penalty. Did he? Yeah. And then, um, and later in the game, probably the next period, Reeves took exception to something someone did. It might have been Dumbo, actually. And he just chased him across the ice by the bench right in front of the ref and like sho- elbowed him in the shoulder or something, cross-checked him. Uh, just a total idiot thing. It wasn't a hockey play at all and obviously not going to go on. What was the score of the game at that point? 2 nothing. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, it ended up being a 4 nothing win. Um couple other takeaways. Kevin Fiala, you know that name? Yeah, yeah. He flies. Yeah. He's nasty. I skate with most of those Minnesota guys before. Yeah. When I was training, I used to go to Minnesota for a month and a bit and skate with those guys. Oh, he's so good. He's Yeah. He no- you notice him every shift right really? now. Really? Oh, yeah. He used to play for Vegas. He had one or two goals. Uh, or he, he does? Yeah. Nashville. He no, went- he went to Vegas, I think, in the expansion draft. Did he? 
Okay. Pretty sure. I can't remember though. But yeah, he he buzzes around out there. Um, Koivu, kind of funny. You you can tell how serious he is, mm-hmm. even just in the way he plays. And yeah. w- watching him skate in the ice, it's just like you even having fun out there. It's He's just like, like a robot. Yeah, you could. I could tell that from like Rose. 305 whatever yeah he is just programmed to play hockey and that's all he does yeah that's what that team is missing they have no personalities right like parisi's like that koivu's like that suitors like that there's no yeah. fun in that locker room like dubnik's not really a laugh a minute guy <laughs> yeah. Stalock is the only guy in there who probably keeps it loose oh he looked awesome he had the shutout that he's night. a good good goalie yeah he was he playing confidently playing he handles the puck out. pretty well too oh yeah really well yeah he is uh he's a good goalie he just hasn't gotten that shot to be a number one mind you i don't know if he could handle it but he yeah he's been having a good year he's one yeah he's one of those like low end number ones high end number two yeah um and the last kind of note i had is the the big i guess technically the first line for vegas is stasny between patcheretti and and mark stone mm-hmm. right and the pretty big names all in i won't call them superstars but they're all big players in their in their prime um invisible just really? did not notice them I noticed Mark Stone once or twice, but yeah, they were just invisible the whole game. No kidding. And if I if I wasn't looking for him, I would have been like, wait, who they played? It was crazy. Yeah, Stasny has been pretty much invisible since he's gone to Vegas. Really? Although I mean, none of them look very good. They you know they lost four nothing, but but um, in his whole career, like Stasny was a legit superstar, and then he goes to Vegas and he just kind of has gone away. I haven't really heard anything from him at all. Yeah, I mean, he had his best years when he was like 25 with Avalanche, and he hasn't done a ton since. Um, he's a point per game player at one point. He yeah, came up with the Avalanche. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, Nothing Blues, since. I yeah. thought he was with the Blues. Yeah. Yeah, Blues for a couple of years, but. Anyways, it was a good game though. Yeah. Yeah, my week nothing nothing special, <laughs> really. Just uh, in the grind, do my thing. My we haven't talked about tech in a while. My team, they've been struggling. I think that's why I haven't been talking about it. What were you just saying? Like, I was following ever ever since the GLI. I'm like, I'm kind of invested in this team now. And at one point, they were top 15 in the country. That was after the GLI. They had a good showing. That's when we were really all in on tech. And then they just hit the skids. They lost to a couple teams that they should not have lost to. And they just have been struggling. But they, you know, they swept Ferris last weekend. That was a nice step in the nice direction. They got this weekend off. They got senior night next weekend, which is big, versus their big rivals, Northern Michigan. Our buddy Alex Smith is a senior. He is a senior. So it'll be be a nice, my senior night, Michigan Tech, we were playing Wisconsin. Last game I'm ever going to play in Michigan Tech. We're down 4-3, late third period. Puck gets dumped into the Wisconsin zone. I'm like, I'm going to make a play here. Somehow come out of the corner with the puck. I think. One of the guys on my team chipped it to me. Drive it to the net. Go short side over the pad on Brian Elliott. No, really? Ties the game 4-4. Crowd is chanting, we love Scott. (laughs) In Wisconsin? In Michigan Tech. Oh. Yeah. It was a cool little moment to end my career. Like, it was... uh, We ended up tying them. Was your family there? No, no. I don't think they were there. (laughs) They didn't... No. They don't like you very much. No, no. It's, you know... Senior night, it's really cold up there. Yeah. Yeah, usually end of February, beginning of March, so it's not not a fun place to be at was, that time of year. But. Was Danielle there? Was she in the picture yet? No. No. She was at the school, not at the hockey game. Yeah. We started dating right after the season in that summer. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was just a good moment. You know, after the game, you get um, they present you with a jersey. They say thank you. The crowd gives you a round. You skate around. 
it was just really neat. I got a nice little ovation. The crowd was chanting my name. It was just cool. Did you win the game? We tied at 4-4. Oh, state of tie? Yeah. yeah. You, uh, there was no shootouts or overtimes back then. Or there was an overtime, only five minutes. A so. five-minute overtime, then a tie. And yeah. that was it. But yeah, Wisconsin was a powerhouse at that point. So it was a big tie for us, I guess, you know. Any other big players on that team? Do you remember on Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, they had Robbie Earl. I think Pavelski might have been on that team. They had a. It was a good team. Yeah. Suter might have been on that team. Ryan. So, we we played against some pretty good competition when I was at Tech. We we uh, we were definitely overmatched many many games, but we tried our best. And so, hey, congrats to the seniors there. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Guess who texted me today? Who? Your wife, Danielle. What? Yeah. Why? She was at um, the little cafe downtown, and she she said the girls saw me and recognized me when I walked by. She's like, "Hey, we just saw you." Hockey puck um, Tim. Huh? Hockey puck Tim. Hockey, that's, that's what they, they said. Him. Yeah, we just saw hockey. That was what her text said. They call you hockey puck Tim. They just said they saw Tim you. did a trick in Chicago with a hockey puck, and now every time my kids see them, they go, "That's hockey puck." I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> hockey puck Tim. That's him. Yeah. And it was like a really lame trick, but they just didn't. I just get it. made it disappear in my hands or something. You like threw it away. I don't know what yeah. you did, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, they said they saw you. Walk- where were you going? Just walking home. But you were walking down that street. That's not where you live. Oh no, the gym. Oh uh, yeah. You're going. To- How's the shoulder? It's okay. Pretty much full range of motion back, but I'm just still like, I'm just anxious about it. Your captain asked me to play this Sunday. Greg. Yeah, he came up to the bench. He's like. Anybody want to play? Like, not a chance. How's your team doing? We've won three in a row. Nice. Ever since that big win? That Ever came- since that big win three weeks ago, yeah, it's, it's been nice. We still have some issues on the team. There's still some players that aren't really playing. You know, they're learning. They're learning. I think the last time we talked, we talked about this kid named Jerv. <laughs> yeah. So he is slowly starting to come around, which is nice. He passes a little bit now, but he still looks me off nonstop. Like, this last game, I was literally tickling the roof with my <laughs> stick, screaming his name, Jerf, Jerf, Jerf. And he, like, tries to go between his own legs and go around the D-man. He oh. just ends up just turning it over. I'm just like, come on, man. Is he, like, a good hockey player, though? Like, was he, he a high school player? Like He, at one point, probably was really good. But, we're like, this is the A-League. Yeah. Jolly Pumpkin is the, the creme de la creme. This is as real as it gets. This is, no kidding, a step below the AHL. I'm not messing around here. So he he's a work in progress. He's he's coming along. Does he listen to the show? Um, it's funny. He called me out in the locker room. He's like, I heard you chirping me on your show. My friend told me. You don't <laughs> even know my name. I'm like, I do not know your name. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, because like, uh, uh, how do you know? I don't know. It's you a hockey for like room. an hour a week. And well, he's clearly, yeah. I came into the locker room one day and I was wearing weird pants. He goes, those pants. I'm like, Jerv, are you kidding me? Kid, like, what, was, break. what pants were you wearing? I don't know. Probably something lame. Who knows? I'm 36. I don't care. He's got these stupid boots he's always wearing. I don't say anything <laughs> about it. But anyways, we won. We won three in a row. We play the first place team in the league next week, Union Street. So it'll be a big game. Then we got playoffs. I want right to go. That. You're not going to the game. I can watch. You don't want to go. Why not? It's not fun. We're not going to do it. It's just a hockey game. I know. I haven't seen you play, though. Well, you can go. Hey, it's eight p.m. at Center Ice. Be there. Be square. Sunday night. What do I? What do I have going on? Just go to church. Taken care of by that point. All right. Well, listen. It's an open invitation to everyone in the whole world. Center Ice, eight p.m. Jolly Pumpkin versus Union Street. 
be there. I'll be in the stand signing autographs. And Union Any Street's, fans of the show? Union Street's the team that recruits everybody in town. I heard. They are just, they take it really, really serious. It's really funny. As soon as they get down three or four or five goals, it's the blame game. They start breaking sticks. They fight with each other. It's just so great. I heard they're like, they're recruiting, they're cutting, they're doing oh, like yeah. breakout passes and like set plays and all this they're stuff. They're drawing up stuff in the locker room before yeah. the game. It's really, they, it's it's good to have a team like that because you need someone to like keep that level that high. They know they're the villain. Yeah, but they 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 make sure everybody's on their game. I don't know. I guess that, is that does that make sense? It does, yeah. Because like w- when we play, half our team has had at least a beer, maybe two before we even step foot on the ice. And then we don't really take it too serious. They have, I would say, 15 guys every game. We have maybe seven or eight, yeah. <laughs> usually. Yeah. And then after the game, if we lose or win, we stay there and drink and hang out and have good conversations for hours. And if they lose, they're gone. Like, they're out the door. They're yelling. They're upset. So it's just fun. It, it's just really nice to beat them. But they'll probably beat us on Sunday, knowing my luck. So what are you going to do? We'll see. Yeah, but anyways, you're more than welcome to come. Should I shoot up? No, no. You can't even <laughs> skate in C-League. It's too scared. What are you talking about? They got yeah. some big boys on their team. They got this one guy they call him Big Rig, and the other guy they call him Big Rig Jr., and they're just these two massive guys. The Bash Brothers. The Bash Brothers. They can't skate backwards, but they're, like, big. Speaking of Bash Brothers, see they're remaking Mighty Ducks? Or are they making a sequel that. or something? I think it's a series. It's not a movie. They're like making the a television show about the Mighty Ducks movies. So, oh, yeah. about the movies? Uh, well, based on the movies. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what kids or who's going to be involved. I know Emilio's back. That's cool. He's coming out of retirement to join the fray. So, it, yeah, that'll be cool. But Goldberg's in jail, so he's not going to be oh, there. Jeez Louise. You see the pictures of him? He looks terrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's 75, sad. yeah. It's really sad. He's only probably 40, but he looks like he's been around the block Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Charlie Conway is still acting, I think, so he'll, he'll probably come. Maybe they could get Keenan Wayne, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, oh he, yeah, he's SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd he, be fun. That will, I, ho- I hope they do a good job. Disney Plus. Do you know any former NHL players with acting experience? Me, right here. Yeah. Well, I could play uh, Fulton Reed. Why not? Imagine that. Who's the other Bash brother? Uh, Fulton and uh, I can't remember. Maybe look it up. Uh, good movie. But anyway, sorry. Enough catching up. Let's get to the actual. The show, unless you have any other things you want to talk about. Well, no, I do want to talk about hockey stuff. There's, I mean, there's tons of injuries, trades, we got firings. There's been so much happening. Big news. Yeah. But first, let's just talk about elephant in the room, elephant in the in the hockey world of drama. What some, is some it? Twitter beefing going on this week. Between me and who? No, not you. Me and you? Not yet. You can get involved if you no, want. No, not a chance. <laughs> All right. All right, let's just I just want to touch on it quickly. I don't even want to get involved in it. It's just so ridiculous these two grown men going back and forth on Twitter. It's uh I don't know. I I don't even know what to say. I don't even want to get pulled into this thing. I just hope it goes away as fast as it it can because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. They're grown men and they're just having a beef on Twitter. I don't know what instigated this. I don't know why Dan said that about Paul and I don't know why Paul went so heavy against Dan they must have some sort of history it's hard to follow all the stuff that's happening with the posting of the messages and the backs and forths and the whatever and whatnot it's just a bad look for the game you know what I mean it's not going to help their image at all either it's not even the image it's just like come on like it just I, I I don't know 
if you have an issue, just keep it off of social media. I just think, A, they like the attention a little bit, and B, it's just bad. It's bad for the game. Biz has got so much to lose right now. You know what I mean? And not that he cares because his life is an open book, but just don't even bother. Like, don't even entertain it. And Dan should just focus on what he's doing. His life's going in the right direction, it seems like. You know, he's doing his thing. And, you know, don't don't even bother with it. Don't. He, Dan should not have made that comment, and Biz shouldn't have reacted that way. And whatever. It is what it is. Those guys, keep it off the, the Twitter Twitterverse. That's what I think. That's Agreed. all I want to say on it. It's just, I'm not, I don't want to get involved. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we got that out of the way. It's not even out of the way. I don't. We yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Moving on to actual hockey news. All right. So let's dive into some of the trades here. Yes. There's been actually a, a lot. Lately. A ton. Yes. A ton of trades. I'll tell you what. I like the pre-deadline trade because you're still getting the rental, but you're getting them for a longer period. You're giving the player more time to gel, to acclimate, to get used to the systems than you would if you got them at the trade deadline when you only have a month or so to gear up for the playoffs. This is, if I was a GM, I would try to do this every single time. If I knew I was making a push to win the cup, I'm making the trade at the end of January. Get that player. You might end up giving up a little bit more, but not a lot more. You might even get them for cheaper. You never know. Especially because now you're like setting the standard for the rest of the league, too. Right? And you're getting the player that you want to get. You're not just like playing catch-up. Like, oh, geez. Like, that guy's gone. I really wanted him. Now I have to go out and get plan B or plan right. C. So I, I like this move, and I think more GMs are starting to do it. Five years ago, the trade deadline, tons of trades. And I think you'll notice there's more trades leading up to it in the last two, three, four years because GMs, they're kind of – seeing the light a little bit which is great i think it's a good good move for a team to do that i agree anyways okay let's dive in dive in we'll talk about the leafs yes our last podcast we put on i said the leafs need a goalie i was pushing ryan miller ryan miller ryan miller they went out you said no they're not going to make a move i think i said like if i'm them i stand put and then maybe that night or the next day they made this trade so i look like an idiot great trade for the leafs i think great it trade. works works out well i don't what did they give up a couple of rounds trevor moore third rounder and a third rounder next year so third rounders are um, a crapshoot you never right. know what you're going to get very rarely i think 20 percent of them make the nhl something like that don't quote me don't <laughs> fact check me but in that range not many of them actually make the nhl right. so arguably you're giving up maybe a third or fourth line guy yep clifford is exactly what they need the fight he had versus dallas it's a ama- i had so many not so many i had a couple interview requests just to talk about that fight the people loved it and it's exactly what the Leafs need. They they haven't had that since Matt Martin. He checks that box. He's still a serviceable fourth-line guy. He can kill penalties. He's not going to cost you out there. He's won a cup. Who's a fan favorite in L.A. Like They're going to love him there. I grew they up in the do. Toronto area. Yep. Like A good, good pickup for them. And then that uh, Jack Campbell. The goalie. Didn't know much about him. Back up to Jonathan Quick. He's a good goalie from what I've seen. He was a first round pick back in the day, I'm pretty sure. And he's and he's kind of funny because every every story coming out about him is that he's just totally like for the boys. He's just like wants to be there, happy to be there. Um, they talked about how he was really good buddies with Muzzin in L.A. when he was really sad. Oh, so Muzzin sweet. got traded, so now they're back together, uh, which he's pumped about. And yeah, he's playing well. If he can just be a, a solid, you know, one A or or solid backup, that's all he needs to be. One B, two A. Right. One B, two A. If you're a backup goalie, you cannot be a head case. You can't. You have to be a normal guy who goes with the flow and the guys like. If you're a weirdo and you're a backup and you're playing 15, 20 games a year, you're not going to last long. The guys are just going to be like, come on, be normal. 
Like, it's just there's no place for that if you're a backup goalie. In fact, that's why most backup goalies are fairly cool. Like Marty Biron, Al Stalock, this kid. They're nice guys. They're yeah. normal. They don't have many, like, weird tendencies that the starters do. Ryan Miller, great goalie, kind of a weirdo right? a little bit. You know? Right. That's just how it goes. So, anyways, good trade. I think Toronto wins that trade. L.A. is obviously, they're selling. They're trying to get rid of anybody and everybody. It'll be interesting to see if they can move one of their heavy contracts. We'll see what they do there. If they get rid of quick. I don't really think the goalie market's there. If they get rid of Dustin Brown, they would love to get out from under his contract. Yeah, no one's going to take that. That albatross of a contract. Do they move Kopitar? Do they move Doughty? You know, things like that. If you get that guy at the deadline, now that jumpstarts your team. Puts you right in contention if you're Doughty. one of those bubble teams. Yeah. Who can afford him, though? A Kopitar? They can eat salary if they send him. That's the thing. Yeah. So if, if you give up a first a couple first-rounders for Doughty and eat a bunch of uh, his salary... You never know. That That is a big, big move for a team to make. All right, moving on. We were talking about the Wild. They traded Zucker. For Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk has just been bouncing around the league. Man. This is his annual trade. His annual trade. He just, was it an, like, an, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A mirage when he was in Montreal? Like, this good player? Like, what yeah. happened? I don't know. His, like, his second or third year, us? he was awesome. Yeah. When he tr- got traded for Domi, I thought, Arizona got or uh, Montreal got fleeced. I did too. And I was like, Arizona is winning this trade hands down. Looking back, Montreal came out pretty great. Domi has been consistent. Galchenyuk did next to nothing for Arizona. So he's been around longer than I thought. This will be his like eighth or ninth season. Yeah. Um, but in his third, fourth year, 2015, 2016, 30 goals, 56 points. We thought, okay, this is this is his new uh, his standard. This is this is what he's going to shoot for every year. And he hasn't come close since. He hasn't scored twenty since. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a gamble. It's a gamble for the Wild. Or not excuse me, not the Wild. It's a gamble for Pittsburgh. They're yep. giving up a first rounder. They're giving up Galchenyuk, who's still, you know, he does have that ceiling. He does have a pretty high upside. And that prospect they gave up, Kalen Addison, I heard he's pretty good. What, so what do you know about Jason Zucker? What are they getting in him? The, the Wild have been tra- trying to trade him for years now. Really? It's so funny. Like, I ran into him in Minnesota a few years back, and I kind of know him. He's just a friendly guy. The guys in the wild didn't really like him too much. He's got one of those personalities where he's just, I don't know, rubs guys the wrong way, ways. And he he was like, yeah, the wild, they keep trying to trade me. I don't know why. Because <laughs> uh, he's a good man. player. He puts up points. He he does his job. Like, he he's a good, good player. He's He fit right in alongside Crosby. He scored two goals the other night. So, listen, he's a better player than Galchenyuk is at this point. But Pittsburgh, they always make this big trade. Always make the push right around this time. That's Sutherland. Wheels and deals. Is that his name, Sutherland? He did, yep. Yeah. And he's got another goal tonight. Does he really? Yeah. I like that trade. I like that trade for Pittsburgh. I like that trade for Minnesota. I think Minnesota's finally just, listen, we're we're not going to win the cup. We, We need to retool. We need to just change our personnel it's just not working they've had this team for the last four or five years and they've gone nowhere absolutely nowhere all right next one a weird trade islanders acquire andy green that's what i'm talking about a very strange deal to me andy green is he is not exactly a set the world on fire you're going to notice some type of defenseman 
I don't know. He's he's a good. What is he? Thirty seven. How old are you? I'm thirty seven. Yeah. Is he thirty seven? He's thirty seven. So it's it's a strange move. He 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 has a lot of good hockey behind him. He knows how to play the game. He's a good leader, probably on the bench. We'll just see how it works out. It's hard to fault the Islanders by how they've played. You know, Trotz is an amazing coach. They have a good GM. They have a good system. They don't make bad trades usually. So they must see Green. They see him all the time in New Jersey. So they must see something they like. And we'll see how it goes. They have an old defensive core in, at the Islanders right now. Well, he's been around forever, too. But do they have Boychuk. Nick Letty's not getting any younger. Yeah. Like, they have a lot of moving parts or older guys. And anyways, they're, they're making a little push, I guess. They didn't give up much. They gave up a second-round pick and David Quinville. And he's so. quietly putting up, like, you know, 20, 30 points as a defenseman. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's I wouldn't just, have thought that. He was a captain. You know, he just does his job. Very, very quiet is right. All right. Another New Jersey trade, Blake Coleman to the Lightning. They just, Lightning. You the love Lightning, this trade. Oh, not as a Bruins fan, but yeah, it was a great trade for them. I mean, they just, they're already rolling. They're just on an absolute tear, which I think we're going to talk about this in this episode, but um, great, great move for them. I don't know how they, they like the Penguins. They, I don't know how you take the best team in hockey and how you fit these guys into their salary. It's just crazy. So was Cole, Coleman, is he a second round guy or second uh, line player? On that team, yeah. And the Lightning will yeah. be a second or third line yeah. player. Yeah, the Lightning have quietly they are they are looking good. We'll talk about that later, but I feel like their struggles at the beginning of the year were good for them. It didn't put them on the national stage. Like, look at we're on pace to be the best team in history right. in the regular season. A lot of pressure. Like they were in years past. They started off slow. They just kind of stayed under the radar. Let the other teams take the the spotlight, take the wheel, and now they've just been on fire. And no one's talking about them, which is perfect for them. Anyways, okay. I like that trade. Blake Coleman, yeah. I saw something on Twitter that he was like one of four players last year to have 20 goals and 200 hits. So Love it was that. Like one of them was Ovechkin. I think Tom Wilson, I forget the fourth one. But like that's the kind of the, the sphere of players that he's surrounded by and, and his playing style and his, and his record, really. Pretty good company. Yeah. Pretty good company. Love that style of game. Not afraid to get his nose dirty. Go and get that puck. I don't know, man. Tampa Bay might be coming to the East. The Bruins... They need a goalie, and they need one bad. No, they don't. All right. The, a trade that surprised me, I'm sure it surprised a lot of people, arguably one of the top two or three free agents going into this trade deadline, there's Kreider, and then the next one people would talk about was Toffoli. Yeah. I thought it was going to go down to the wire for him to get traded. The Kings were going to play the market. They got rid of him. They sent him to Vancouver. I was shocked. By this trade. Completely shocked. Why? Well, I did not see Vancouver as a Stanley Cup contender at this point. Yeah. I really did not. I know they're in contention for the Pacific title, but arguably that division is the worst division in hockey right now. It's the kind of move you make when you're like one piece away from winning the Cup. But when you're not like this, they're like, they're not even really in the running at this point. They'll probably make the playoffs, but that's about it. So. It was a little strange. Um, gave up quite a lot for him, although they managed not to give up a first-round pick, which is you know kudos to them. Um, yeah, they gave up um, a couple prospects. Tim Schaller. Yeah, he's and a, pl- a couple draft picks. He, uh, I'm sure the 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 Kings would have rather gotten rid of uh, a Dowdy or Kopitar mm-hmm. or Brown, get rid of that contract. But I, I think Toffoli is probably their most when you consider his age, his contract, their most uh, valuable asset. Oh, for sure, yeah. hands down. Teams were salivating to get him, especially. Yeah. Did you watch the outdoor game? Picked up a hat trick. No, 
Yeah, I saw that though. I was hoping they were going to go into a shootout. There was like a minute left. I'm like, yes, outdoor shootout, awesome. Then, bing, bing, two goals. They lose. He's another guy too. One. Like a few years ago, he had 30 goals, and I thought kind of thought that he would be like the next breakout goal scorer, but um, he's not quite at that level. I think he's kind of probably settling in around the 25 goal range, which is spectacular for a second line guy. Oh, it's awesome! But I, th- I think I was hoping he was going to be another just breakout star, like a I don't know, Kucherov. It's just a guy that just took off yeah. out of nowhere. Um, he was kind of on that projection. First 12 goals first year, 23, 31. I can see that. Like, okay, 35, mm-hmm. 40, 50. Yeah. Um, but he, he plateaued a little bit. Yeah, but, he had some good line mates, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Kopitar has slowed a little bit. Jeff Carter slowed a little bit. Their team hasn't continued to rise, and they've just been on a free fall the last year, two years. So you need players to play with at the end of the day, and – Toffoli is a good, exciting player. He's just fun to watch. He buzzes around the ice. He's got a great release. Good shot on him. All right, let's get to the defenseman again. My my buddy from San Jose, my big crybaby buddy, Brendan Dillon. Yep. Gives the interview the day before. Yeah. Doesn't want to leave San Jose if he leaves. He's going to be very sad. Got a lot of good friends here. What do you make of that? He's just a very he's a, he's a, an emotional guy. You know, he, he really does enjoy San Jose. He... He's made a lot of good friends there, and he just you know wears his heart on his sleeve. You can't fault him for it. No. So I feel bad for the kid. It's all he knows is San Jose, but he's going to a great situation. Well, he played in, in Dallas. So Did he? Yeah. So he played in Dallas, okay. and he went to San Jose, but um, he got traded for Jason Demers. Oh, yeah. I believe, yeah, from uh, Dallas to San Jose. So he um, he's going to Washington. Good spot to pick up a cup. Oh, yeah. He will be a good five six defenseman on that team. What what are you smiling at? I'm just I'm picturing Marlowe being like jealous of the trade. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> He's like Brennan. Are you sure they didn't throw me in? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure they didn't yeah. say my name? Give me a jersey. Yeah. Talk to the GM for me. Tell him I'm available. I'd love to come and play on your fourth line. Tell OV I said hi. I know. Poor Patty. That'll be interesting what happens there. Something's gotta happen. I hope it does. I know, I know. But anyways, back to Dylan. So He's a good defenseman. He's not a great defenseman. He's got a heavy contract, but in the playoffs, he's the kind of player you want. He kills penalties. He doesn't make the big, big mistake. He just gets the job done. He's a typical high and hard, plays the hard minutes. You'll go up against the third and fourth line of the other team, and that's that's all you need in playoffs. You know, he, he doesn't have to score goals. He doesn't have to produce. He doesn't have to do anything offensive. Just Play a good, solid 14 minutes. That's what we need out of you, Dilly. So it's funny. We were talking uh, to, to Vlasic a few weeks ago, and he talked about how Vlasic sort of sees himself as the unofficial coach of the defenseman. Yeah. And he's running the show from the bench, on the ice, in the locker room. Is, is Dylan the kind of guy that Vlasic would have, likes to have on his team? He can just go out and descend against the third and fourth liners, know he's going to do his job? Or is he kind of like, Dylan, why aren't you better? You kind of stink at this. I would go with the latter. Yeah. Yeah, just because Vlasic sets the bar so high, and when he, he sees things, he's like, come on, man. Let's go. Come little, on, Dilly. Come on, Dilly. He seems obvious to him. Yeah. So Dilly is a good player. He will fit well and watch. Doesn't Washington have Radko Gudis as well? I don't know if they still do. He might be on the Flyers now. Anyways, um, it's a good pickup. I hope he wins a cup. He's a good kid. He uh, he plays the game hard, and he really he cares about hockey, obviously, in his interview. So... Good for you, Dilly. Gudis is on the Caps. Yes, man. Why do you say that? They're a very similar type of player. Are they? Who else do they have on D? Let me pull it up here. I know they have, obviously, Carlson. 
and he key anchors the the back end there. But who else do they have? Um, Nick Jensen, Michael Kempney, Dmitry Orlov, and someone named Jonas Sigenthaler. Okay, so their their D is not too strong. Well, Carlson and Orlov and that Jensen, he used to play for the Red Wings, I believe. They're good puck moving D men. So. I know, good balance. Always nice to have a good balance of puck movers and guys who can keep it out of your net, actually. so. And Dylan's a big boy, 6'4", 225. He is a very big guy. He, for his size, is arguably... <laughs> I, I don't want him to get mad. He's not tough at all. Yeah. Like, he gets beat up all the time, and he just, just keeps throwing his face in there. It's so bizarre. Every time I see him in a fight, I'm like, Dilly, come on, man, protect yourself. And doink, down he goes. He gets beat up a lot. Does he? For a big guy, for that size... Ugh, just I'm like, come on, Dilly, you could do so much better. I hope he doesn't. That doesn't get back to him. Anyways, all right. The last trade I think arguably is the best trade. This is another sleeper move for the Stanley Cup champs. They're picking up a defenseman who I have played with. He's an unbelievable defenseman, Marco really? Scandella. He is so so good. Big body, smooth skater. He just is a solid defenseman. He's like a Brendan Dillon, but much better offensively, much better with the puck. He can play on your power play if you need him to, and he can log 25 minutes if you need him to. But the great thing is St. Louis won't need him to do that. Well, we'll get to the injury bug there. They they lost a big piece, and I don't know what the prognosis is on Bowmeister, but this is a great pickup for St. Louis, a very, very, very good pickup, and they did not pay a lot for him. A second and a fourth rounder. Like, that's that's pretty solid. I'm surprised to hear this praise. It's not a name you hear too much, and I no. I didn't really think that of him. I love this. I, I love this play. There's a lot of players in the league who go under the radar, and I think Marco Scandella is a good player. You'll notice him in the playoffs. He is really, really good. I, lo- I love this move by St. Louis. I love it. They're gearing up. I They have to be, if not the favorite, one of the two or three favorites coming out of the West. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. They are and then, yeah, they are a good team, and they just—that's a good move. It really is. If you haven't heard of Marco Scandella, watch a couple Blues games coming up. He's a good D man. He—I don't know. He's another guy that came up with a Wild. Yeah, he's there be, for a good seven, eight years. I play with him. He's a good player. I might be like pumping his tire a little bit too much. Hopefully, he doesn't blow <laughs> it. But yeah, I think that's a good move for the Blues. So you mentioned. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, let's you let's mentioned Boomeister. Yeah. Uh, pretty scary situation. Obviously, last week just collapsed on the ice on the, on the bench. There reminds me of the of the Rich Peverly thing. Yeah, and then certainly uh, Craig Cunningham. Yes, um, the cardiac event is totally unpredictable. Um, it's scary. What is going on? Who is it that happened with, with the Capitals this year, this season too? It it seems like it happens every year now. Yeah, and I don't understand it. You never heard of this. A long, the only person I can remember this happening to was Yuri Fisher from Detroit years and years ago, who we ran into when we were in Detroit. Yeah. But what is going like what are these guys doing for this to happen? Is people just overtraining? Are people taking too many supplements? Are they just not getting enough rest? They're overworking their heart, they're playing too I don't know. It just seems like it's it's so common now, it just can't be a coincidence. It's just very, very strange. I, I don't know. I hope he's okay. I haven't heard anything, really. Any updates. I, I know he's obviously not life-threatening anymore, but it's scary. Anytime a guy like passes out or goes down and you don't know why, man, 
that is scary, scary stuff. I mean, officially, he's, there's no timeline at his age. He just won the cup. You got to think he's he's packing it in, right? I can't imagine the Blues are penciling him in for the playoffs. I mean, he was revived with a defibrillator, like, and he's what? He's got to be 36, 37. He's up there. I would say he would be older. Really? Like and that is. Um, so he was dead. If he was revived with the defibrillator, that's what the article says. Man, that's scary. It's one of those things, too, where, like, okay, yeah, oh, he's up there, he's 35, which is in hockey terms, but, it, like, physically, he should be pretty much just leaving the prime of his fitness. Well, that's what makes me life. think that there must be something that is going on with these guys and what they're taking, that it does something to their heart where if they have extraneous activity, they just kind of, like, have a heart attack. Like, you hear it happening while people train all the time, and they say they're overheating, but I don't know. I, I don't want to. Like it's a scary thing, but man, like they, someone should look into this. Like it really is an issue. It happens every year. He's uh, he's thirty six. He's an eighty three from Edmonton. You must have played against him at some point. I played against him all the time. Yeah, yeah. as a kid, growing up. No, I left Edmonton when I was five. So. Oh yeah. No, but I I played against him many times. He's a good player, really good player. He's fast too. Yeah, big body. He's like six four. All right, so kind yeah. of going down the line here, the injuries next. Uh, Miko Rantanen, just Avalanche. Trades and injuries. Trades Awful. and injuries. Yeah. It's cr- and not like low-name guys, like <laughs> yeah. big-name guys that could affect your team going forward. So Miko is uh, missing weeks. There's no timetable. The word is he's going to be out for the rest of the season, which is just a devastating blow for the Avalanche. Big blow. Not if it, if he's out for the season, that's fine. If he's out... In the playoffs, obviously that is a huge, huge deal. If he can come back for the playoffs, it might not be the worst thing in the world just because he gets some rest and he's fresh. But it's uh, it's he's a young kid. Never a good thing to lose one of your top players like that. Well, that's a good point. I guess when I saw out for the season, I assumed it was playoffs too, but it's probably not necessarily. Yeah, um, they would say out for the season if he was out for the season. But like Weber, they said he's out four to six weeks. Yeah, it's like you only have six weeks left in your season, so you're you're done. Like you're not going to make the playoffs, right? So, it's uh, man, what did he get hurt with? What's wrong with him? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know either. We should probably know that. There's so many injuries. I lose track of what um people are hurt with. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go to San Jose. Broken thumb. The big, the big bust himself, Eric Carlson. <laughs> What a disaster for Coming the Sharks. Coming off a decent game where he gets a goal and an assist. They lost 5-2, but he got a goal and an assist, and he breaks his thumb. Their season is just in shambles. Just a complete train wreck of a season. Hurdle's gone. Carlson's gone. Like, I can't imagine what that room's like. I can't imagine. They got a dread coming to work every day, right? It just must be terrible. They have a coach who doesn't – he doesn't want to be the coach right now. He, he he is coaching for a job next year, and he does not want that job right now. Like, he wants to be put in as the coach at the end of the season, not right now. You know what I mean? Because if they're looking at his end-of-the-season record, it's not going to be good, and he won't be back as the coach. So Boudner is like, come on, like, let's – like, fig- Ugh, I can't imagine what he's going through. So it's just – who are they going to trade? They have no assets. They have nobody. Melker Carlson, trade him. Maybe. Get like a third rounder. Big yeah. whoop. Like they, they have nobody. San Jose, man. I, I just want them to win so bad and they're just they are in a tough spot. Rock in a hard place, that that franchise right now. You think they got one more year in them to make a push? Like they did last year? My heart says no. Or my heart says yes, my mind says no. It's like the Patriots. Like we we've been saying it every year, like is the dynasty over for the Patriots or the Sharks? Do they have is their window still going? Do they have a chance? And every year we say no and it's been like seven years and it and they're still 
there this year that are down. But last football's year a different watching. sport. Football, the coaching means so so much. Yeah, you can really game plan and win a game as a coach. In hockey, coaching means ten to fifteen percent of the game. You need good players to win games, and if you don't have them, you're not going to win games. San Jose, they do not have enough good players. They really don't. So Jones and their goaltending is just horrendous. <laughs> so like it's just. I'm sorry, San Jose. I love you guys. It's just not going to happen this year or the next next. What a nightmare. What a nightmare is right. All right, who else? Morgan Riley. He's out at least eight weeks with a knee injury. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. They're not going to make the playoffs. I saw they're playing like sub-500 hockey since the the new year. Not going to make the playoffs. And they have a hard road coming up. It's not like they have cupcakes coming up. They play some hard teams. They're getting smoked by the Penguins tonight. Yeah. There's... I'm calling him. Call him. When when the person's in the hospital and someone dies, I'm calling it. February, what, what's today? 18th. February 18th, I'm calling him dead. 9.05 p.m. No chance they're making the playoffs. You heard it here first. They're done. It's a bull statement because they could go just as hot as, they, as, they, as anyone in the league. They're done. Absolutely done. Stick a fork in them, they're done. Anderson's been struggling. Campbell's a good goalie, but he's not going to like win them a bunch of games. Their defense is horrendous. Just so you know, right now, end of the season, they're in a playoff spot. They're not going to make the playoffs. Okay. Calling it now. Calling it. Who's Florida? How many games in hand does Florida have? Um, Florida. They only have one game in hand over Florida. 60 to 59. Then how many points is Florida behind them? Come on, Tim. One. Yeah, Florida's going to make it in. Calling them dead. Pronouncing them dead. So it's funny if you look at the Atlantic team, the Atlantic uh, rankings right now. Boston is number one, last ten games nine one and zero. Tampa number two, last ten games ten and zero. Really? Toronto last ten games five four and one. Lame. What is Florida's last ten? Florida three six and one. They're not like, doing looking good. And Toronto hasn't taken advantage of that. But Philly th- six three and one. Carolina six three and one. They're all right there. Columbus five hundred. Yeah, I don't know who will overtake overtake Toronto, but I don't think they're making it. I really don't. So that's that's just my take, especially with Riley out. He he did so much for that team. He plays a ton of minutes, and he just handles a lot of the heavy lifting on that back end. And I don't know if they're going to find someone to take his place. We'll see. It would be fun to see him in the playoffs, don't get me wrong. They, they bring the eyes to the game. It's good for them to be in the playoffs. The players love it because it ups that playoff share. It helps out with the, the bottom line for your escrow. So... Man, I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I bet they're missing Gardner right now, huh? Have you seen Gardner's points he's been putting up lately? <laughs> Unbelievable! Guy's been carrying Carolina. Does he have any points at all? I, th- I think he's got twenty-five. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you kidding me? Twenty-five points. He's got at least twenty-two, twenty-three. He's got eighteen. Eighteen assists. Three goals, fifteen assists, negative twenty-one. That's uh, that's my guy. That's my man. What does Tyson Berry have? Non-power play points. You can't just pick and choose until you get the the results you want. That's what our bet was before the season. Non-power play points. 5-1-5. Five five. Yeah. Look it up. All right. Um, He's got 33 points. Yeah. How many of those are on the power play? 10. So he's got 23 points. Still more. What is his plus minus? Minus six. Ouch. That's terrible. He's so bad. <laughs> All right. Um, Last an- injury. Besser. Yeah. The most I beautiful man in hockey. Oh, he's a, he's a man rocket. Not good. <laughs> Word is... <laughs> That's funny. He could also... 
John is like bending over laughing right now. He's a mail rocket. I've um, never heard that before. Oh yeah, that's good. I've said it on this show before. Is that what the kids are saying, man rocket? Yeah. Do we we got a tweet about someone calling me up for saying squad last week? Because it's not. It's no one said it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Squad. So but yeah, Besser, not good. Um, word is he could also be out for the season. Not Man. officially yet. Just devastating. Explains the Toffoli trade a little bit though. A little bit, but also, are you hoping Toffoli like holds the ship for Besser to get back? Maybe. I mean, no. That's a big loss. If he's gone, they have no no chance. He is such a good player. I've said it before. His release, I remember skating with him when he was in high school. And there, he was this young kid. We're like, who is this young kid buzzing who, around? Besser? Besser. Really? Yeah. Because he would come out to our camp in Minnesota, and he could just fire the puck even in high school. And I was like, whoa. Then he went to college, and I was like, this kid is unbelievable. And then I started skating with him when he was in the pros. And, man, he's got one of the quickest releases in the game. Oh, it's, it's a sick so shot. good. And then he wins first star and takes that helmet off. Are you kidding me? It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> it honestly is not fair. This guy, ugh. Your hair looks good right now, though. It's a good haircut for you. It was like a month month late. Yeah. Wish it was like this a month ago. Thanks so, a lot, Gary. So this is the tweet that we got last okay. week. Just catching up on the show. This is uh, John Santillo or Santillo. I'm not sure. Just catching up on the show, letting you know that 25 years ago, as a high school sophomore, I was our quote-unquote squad leader in gym class. <laughs> Basically, the captain of one of the set teams for gym class all year. That's the last time I heard it. <laughs> Tim should buy all the listeners breakfast for saying that. Uh, yeah, thank you. What's his name, Jason? John. John Savalo? Santillo. Santillo. The, uh, amen. No one says squad. Like I don't understand where you're getting these words from. He said he was laughing, and his wife was like, you mean like a cheerleading squad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Lose that word. Or just say it all the time. We'll try to make it popular. Squad. Squad's going to win tonight. Squad's looking good. <laughs> I don't like it. I can't do it. All right. Let's get let's get out of the depressing stuff. Let's talk about something fun. Something funny. My guy. One of my favorite players in the game. Evander Kane. Got suspended again. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He's just bleeding money. Three-game suspension. Do you uh, think he paid the casino back? He's been quiet about that. I know. That didn't really get the hype that I was hoping it would. I'm sure I'm sure he paid it off. That's got to be a tough check to write. Like, Because it was a half a schmill, right? Was it that much? It was something in that range. Like, here you go. Here's half a million dollars. That's got to be a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> Even in his money, that's still a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You that's a, a lot that. of zeros on that check. He got suspended three games. And then he goes on this rant. Do you want to read the quote or no? I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's just let the listeners hear what he, what he said. <clears throat> so Evander Kane posted a Twitter rant, a little screenshot of his note. He said... Again on Twitter. What it like... <sighs> Anyways, go ahead. You got something to say about Twitter? Just Twitter. It just causes problems. It causes so many problems, and people, they're emotional, they're fired up, and then you post something, and it's out there. You cannot take it back, because you know people are waiting for you to post something, and then they take a picture of it, and then you're never going to live that down. That's the best thing about not having this show be live, because I can just edit out all the stupid things you say. Oh, and there is a lot of <laughs> stuff. If this was live, we would probably would have had five shows, and we would have taken off the air. Yeah. Like, it's... It's just some of the stuff that comes out of Tim's mouth. Oh, gosh. Filthy. It's usually during the interviews. The it's players just say so stuff. much squad left and right. <laughs> but anyways, 
a rule of thumb if you're going to like post something, write it down, walk away, come back and read it again. That's that's a little word of advice that I'll give to you hot-headed tweeters out there. Walk away, come back, read it. If you're still all for it, then you could fire it out there. Right. I bet you most of the times you're going to go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy Evander." <laughs> So before Anyways, read is oh go ahead before I read it one of the things that he references not in this quote here but um, just in general he talked about the the Chara thing did you see that yeah the cross check yeah to the, the throw, um no suspension no supplemental discipline there um, pretty inconsistent even as a Bruins fan I can admit that was hands up on that one that was not a good play by him he he said he texted uh, Gallagher after the game does that mean anything to a player to get that apology? I think he texted him. I wish I would have got you in the teeth. <laughs> I was tr- I was shooting for the mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, it. Do- I don't know. It means a little bit. I mean, you, you texted Erickson after the big thing, right? Yeah, I've texted a few guys <laughs> over the years. Like, sorry about that. My bad. No, I think it's more for the guy who does inflict the damage. It makes them feel better. Yeah. But the guy who gets like kneed or stuck in the face or elbowed or concussed or like whatever, man. Like, I'm already hurt. Thanks, but no thanks. So. Part of it, too, is people said, like, Chara just has to understand of how strong he is. That, like, a little, like, even leaning back and just shoving a guy is so much harder. It's like, it's like you know, someone like Gallagher going full speed into someone. Do you ever feel like, I mean, someone your size, or, like, you had to, you know, quote-unquote, registered weapons in your fist that you just had to be careful? You how have you to use understand them? the situation and yeah. the power that you have. Obviously, he is, if not twice as stronger as Gallagher, maybe three times as strong as Gallagher is. Yeah. So you got to know that. But at the end of the day, you can't fault someone for being strong. Like he's just trying to push him and he hit him in the throat. So I also wondered too, like he texted Gallagher. He didn't have his number before necessarily. What what's the, what happens there? Does he ask around the room who has his number? Yeah, everybody's played on every team. Yeah. Guy's got, there's numbers everywhere. Like when yeah. I wanted to find Erickson's number, I asked a guy my team would played with him. Uh, yeah. Steve Odd had it. They played together in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And then he gave it to me. So. Cool. Anyways, read, right. read his quote. Evander Kane. He Evander said, double down on Black Kane. That's he, his nickname. He needs like a life coach or something. Doubling down. I'm splitting my fours. That's what he's doing. I'm betting 5,000 a hand and I'm splitting fours. That's his nickname. Here's the quote. You don't think I'll double down when I'm showing 12? I'm doing it. <laughs> and, he's, and he's flipping a jack. <laughs> Bust. Anyways, sorry. All right. He said, the fact the NHL Department of Player Safety, headed by George Peros, little call out there, continue to pick and choose who and what they suspend is ridiculous. They have been, there have been countless incidents of the same nature through the season and past seasons that have gone unsuspended or fined. No one person can tell you what is or what isn't a suspension in today's game. It's become a complete guess. There is a major lack of consistency with NHL Department of Player Safety a completely, all caps, flawed system in so many ways. From the suspensions to appeal rights, it's baffling to me how we as players agreed to this. You can't continue to give players, give some players a pass and throw the book at others. There has to be an outside third party making these decisions to remove the bias that transpires in this department headed by George Paros. None of it makes any sense. Double call out for Big George. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if anything will come of that. Let alone could be a fine tweet. Yeah. Uh, if I was George, I'd throw another game at him, you baby. But it is it is a very tricky thing to police hockey players. If this is the road, which it is, the NHL wanted to go down, we got rid of fighting. 
We will police the players. We will make sure the game is safe. That's the job that they took on when they said, listen, we're going to instigate the instigator role, and we are going to get rid of fighting. That means we're taking on protecting the players. It just puts a huge target on your back, and you have to be consistent. You have to – it has to be black and white. And the only problem is hockey's not black and white. There are different plays. There are different players. There's different situations. You're never going to have the same situation happen twice. So Evander can say, listen, I hit this guy. I hit him with my elbow. What about this play over here? It, it can be similar, but it's not the same. So it's just it's just a tough situation. You would like to think that the NHL doesn't judge situations based on the players involved, but you can't. Everyone's human. If you see a player like Evander Kane or uh, Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves or uh, Cal Clutterbuck or physical players like that, and they hurt someone from a hit and they accidentally get their elbow, elbow up or they leave their feet, you're going to come down harder on them if a guy like Crosby hits somebody or uh, a skill guy hits somebody and accidentally gets their elbow up. It's just how it works. And that's just the name of the game. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a, it's a human element of suspensions. I don't like it. I thought I was always heavy-handed when I got suspended. I didn't agree with it, but I understood it. It's like, listen, I'm a fighter. They don't like me. I do something that steps outside of the lines a little bit. You're going to give me seven games, whereas another guy would get three games. It's just, it's just the way it works. And to think that you can get a third party involved, it's impossible. It's it's impossible to have a third party person who doesn't know the game. It just it's just never going to work. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. I I have a good idea. Put fighting back in the game. That would eliminate so many of these hits. It would eliminate so much, and it would just just I don't know I don't know. It, I understand why he's frustrated. He probably sees this hit ten to fifteen times a month. And those guys don't get suspended, and then he does. He's he's got a target. He's got a target on his back. It is what it is. He's voiced his opinion. He's done things. He has painted that target on his back. And so this is what you get. You made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Three games. Stop being a baby. Accept it. Have a little statement. Move on. So I don't know. Well, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I couldn't say it any better than you just said it yourself. It's just, it's, it's the way it is. There's no sense crying over spilt milk. You're Vander Kane. That's how it works. I'm sure if Tom Wilson made that same hit, they would have given five games, not three. If Radko Gudis makes that hit, they give him seven games. If I make that hit, I get ten games. You know, If Crosby makes that hit, zero games. He gets some two-minute penalty, maybe. It's just, it's just the way of the game, man. Like it or lump it. That's life. It's life. And George can't be happy. He just, he just is getting targeted left and right. You think Kane got a little phone call there? Um... No, I don't. I don't think he did. George doesn't do anything. I don't think George makes the suspensions. I say this all the time. I think there's an issue. Gary, beep, boop, 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 boop. George, give him three. Done. And that's how it goes. I honestly believe that Gary's been doing that the whole time with every guy, player safety. Even Shanahan? Even Shanahan. I think Stefan Cantel did it. I think Par- like I think he just has his hands in everything. Maybe George does have some input, and they go back and forth a little bit. But there's no way that George has sole, sole call, I'm the final end-all judge of this. There's no way. Batman definitely, definitely has input. And if not Batman, Colin Campbell, one of the two. And if Colin Campbell does, it's coming from Gary Batman. Two of your closest friends. Yeah. 
Colin Campbell is like the puppet, and Gary is just beep beep. This is what you should do. Anyways, so that's the Evander Kane. I don't want to get yeah another okay. <laughs> Social media. Here we go again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, put your phone down. This Jeremy Roenick. What? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jeremy Roenick? So here's here's what he did. He posted a video. He was officially suspended, or he was suspended. He was officially fired um, last week, and he posted a video, a little selfie reaction. Um, and here's what he said. He said, I'm very disappointed and angry today. I will not be returning to NBC. And though disappointed, I'm also grateful that I've had the opportunity to share my love, passion, and knowledge of the game with millions of people, millions of fans. And for that, I thank you. Even though I'm leaving NBC, I will not be gone for long. I'll be better and more vo- more motivated to bring you the best entertainment and the best that I have for the game of hockey. I did not see any kind of remorse in there. I did not see an apology. I did not see a recognition of, for what he did or said. And again, you can argue back and forth of how bad it actually was. But taken out of context, was it just a joke that went too far? You can make all those assumptions, but you also can't argue the climate that we're in in 2020 and what you can and can't do. It's It's beyond me that he thinks that he's just surprised by this it's just crazy it's a joke he's a he is an absolute joke zero accountability zero and i think this stems from him just no one's ever said jeremy no like no you can't do that no like he's been a superstar his whole life everything he's done people have just kissed his behind for like oh you're so great oh you're going on tv you're so funny oh you're doing this you're fantastic like he hasn't heard anybody tell him no you can't do that what are you doing what he did was terrible and i know he might have been joking it might have been all all fun you cannot go into your workplace and insinuate those types of things you cannot say it on national tv I'm not going to get into what he said because I know there's kids listening on the show. It is not acceptable. I don't care if it's 2020 or 2000 or 1980. That is not acceptable in the workplace. You're not in the hockey locker room. You're working at NBC. His mistake was going on spitting chiclets. That's what his mistake was. And he wanted to be the cool guy. He wanted to have a story. He wanted to show everybody how cool JR is. Oh, I went on vacation. Look what I did. I'm so cool. Aren't I cool, guys? Paul, Ryan? You mean Ray? Is, is, I don't know. Is <laughs> it's it Ray? Ryan. It's Ryan. Aren't I cool? Right, guys? See how cool I am? Even though I'm 20 years older than you guys are, and it's really creepy, but I'm cool, man. Like, give it up. And then to like say this, this shtick about I'm disappointed in NBC, what do you expect? What do you expect them to do? Pat you on the back and say, great job. We love that sort of thing. No, like you cross the line. It's a, it's an obvious line. If you want to say those things, go on Spitting Chicklets. Be one of their co-hosts. That's what they do. They cross the line all the time. They're NBC, it's a national broadcast corporation. It's a big company. Like I, I don't know why, he, he and he just doesn't even say sorry. It just blows my mind. To not even have any accountability to say, you know what, I messed up, man. Sorry. That was crossing the line. My bad. Sorry to my wife. That's the first thing I would do. Sorry to my wife. I embarrassed you. I shouldn't have said that. 
I'm embarrassed to even think that. That's not what I should be thinking about. I feel sorry for her. Got this doofus for a husband saying this stuff for a laugh. It's like, pff, give me a break. Anyways, now I'm going to get into a Twitter war with him. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I just think you crossed the line, and someone has to say it. Well, this is the third story we talked about tonight that have come out of Twitter. With Biz and Carcillo, you got Evander Kane, now you got Roenick. I'm double. staying off of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw out the odd funny quip here and there. Yeah. I'm not calling anybody out. No, no God, thanks. no. And then the fact that those guys, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> All right, so let's go to something more enjoyable. Players that I've played against a lot. Players that have gotten a hard hard rap. They just they lived a hard life while they played. They got a lot of heat for just being good hockey players. The Sedins. Yeah. Henrik and Daniel, they had their numbers retired. Did you watch the ceremony? Did you see? Did you catch any of it? I saw pieces of it. I saw BXA talk. Which yeah, was, he was, was a little funny. He's well-spoken. Yeah, he's, he's a smart kid. Really, really smart guy. I, I thought it was a great, great, great job what they did. Really well, well done. Vancouver class act. I'm glad they retired both their numbers. When you think of Vancouver hockey players of the last 50 years, who do you think of? Those two. Nobody else. Maybe well, Luongo. Bure, Luongo, Trevor Linden, those guys, and then the Sedins. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they retired their numbers. They they carried that team for a decade, and they were so, so good. They almost won the cup. The Bruins squeaked it out in game seven. Four nothing. Well, they were down 3-2, the Bruins. They're down two nothing. They're down three two. Yeah. Yeah. So Vancouver, like they had a chance to win it at home, and they couldn't pull it out. But yeah, they they just barely missed a cup. But anyways, I I love playing against those guys. They were just so so hard to play against. They were one of the few guys who you played against. Datsuk was like this. Um, Patrick Kane was like this, where they wanted you to attack them. So if they had the puck in the corner. They would get it, and they would face you, and they would say, okay, come at me. Come at me, bro. And when you started to skate at them, they like, I got you. I'm going to throw it through your legs. I'm going to make a move. I'm going to go around you. I'm going to just make you look silly. And that's they were just so incredibly good. They knew exactly where their brother was at all times. The cycles they would do, the, the give and goes, the passes between your legs, the little dink and doink passes that they, they used to do. They made a living out of – just the little dink passes from behind the net, sauce it over a guy's stick, boom, on his tape in the back of the net. It happened so fast. It'd be interesting how many goals they scored like that because it seemed like half their goals were just like that. Bink, back of the net. You know what else they did, they did a couple times? They had like the hard slap pass off the far boards in the breakout where like Daniel's breaking off and you know he's going to beat the other guy, so they'll ice it, but, but Daniel gets it first. Yeah. He calls it off, of course. Rebound yeah. off the net and he's just by himself. That was a play. That they used to do. Yeah. Once they got rid of the automatic icing, right? They that it was like boom. They took advantage of it right away. Oh, we're gonna have a race to the boards. Perfect. We're gonna set up plays where I'm buzzing. We're gonna rip it down. I'm gonna get to the puck first, and we're gonna have like a two on zero or a two on one. I mean, the highlights of the goals they scored together. Just the plays they made. They, they don't even have to look. It's amazing. Hall of Famers. Yeah. I'll first say, yeah. first ballot. Probably not. Both of them. Yeah, I who's, mean, who's better? What are their? Can you? I don't know if you have it up. Are, do they have similar points? Uh, yeah, I think they're similar. I mean, Henrik was the playmaker, Daniel was the goal scorer. Um, but they're they're pretty similar. I, what are your guess? How close they are in points before you pull it up? You got to take into account injuries. Yeah, like neither of them have a thousand points, do they? I don't. No, no, no. I don't think they have a thousand points. I, I bet you they're within thirty points of each other. Oh, <laughs> I, I would say a hundred. I don't think they're within thirty. I'm going to go within thirty. That is really funny. But anyways, um, good for them. 
just really, really good players. I, I remember playing against them so many times, and they're just really class act guys. I sat beside Henrik or Daniel in the All-Star game. Really nice guy. Got to meet him and his family. Just cool, cool guys. And when I went to Chicago, there was a big rivalry. What? What? They are 29 points away from each No other. way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I am like. Did I do that right? I'm the math guy. Yep. Henrik has 1,070. Wow, they are. Daniel has 1,041. <laughs> you were spot on. I'm telling you what, man. You were feeling it lately. Get me on Jeopardy. Um, I do want to ask, though, real quick, okay. about the ceremony. You yeah. said it was nice. The, the the players, it's not really for them, though. Like, it's more for the fans. It's more for the team, I think. Nah, it's good for, like, they, they enjoy it to the players. Do they? Yeah. It's not, like, a little corny or, or whatever. It's not, no, like. No, it's almost, like, a good closing of a chapter. It's like, okay, I did my job here. Like, you guys acknowledge me. You know, it, it's just it's just a good feeling all around. The players have to love it. If I were to get my jersey retired, I would love it. It's It's the organization saying thank you. For what you've done for us, you know. Thank you for being such good players, exemplary off ice role models. They never got in trouble. They were always visiting hospitals. They were just really, really good guys. Kind of the opposite of some of the other guys we talked about tonight. Like, did they ever say a word ever? Never. Well, yeah, they did in the locker room. Like, they were right. good leaders. But not yeah. the news, though. No, no. I, I, they, do you think they have Twitter accounts? No, not a chance. I saw, speaking of, of uh, play, teams retiring your number, I think the Buffalo Sabres posted like this mural of like this just huge uh, m- montage of, of maybe 20, 30 players of the best players from the decade, and you weren't on there. Couldn't believe it. Shocker. And then all the other the, the uh, enforcers there. and Rob Ray? I don't know if he was there, but Coletta was there, and um, who's the other guy there? Peters. Peters was there. Is that for their decade night? Might have Coming been. up, yeah. They asked me to go. I'm not going. That's why. That's why now you're in the you're not in the painting. Yeah. Why didn't you go? I ain't got time for that. Could have got great content for the show. Listen, if I leave my house, you got to throw a little coinage at me. <laughs> yeah. And they offered me a little bit, but I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I just I can't leave for two days and not bring home a little bit of bacon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The girls hate it when you leave. Babies need some new shoes, so we can't uh, we can't go and leave if, unless I'm bringing home a little bit of spending money. So. It was nice for them to ask. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. It's it's a it's a long trip out there. Anyways, uh, decade night. I think it's coming up in March at some point. So I could have been on there. That so explains don't, it. Don't take offense too much. Didn't make it. Didn't make sense. I was going to start a beef, but I, I held back. The Twitter war would yeah. have been epic between me and <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. <laughs> All right, we touched on this earlier. The hottest team in the world right now. It is crazy. So I looked up a little stat. They, gosh, how far back were they for Boston a few a few months ago? They were behind Boston, I think, 15 points or 20 points. Something like that. Since the new year, 2020, the Bruins have gone 13-4-2. The Lightning have made up 11 points on them. That's insane. Do you realize how crazy that is? They're 19-3 on the stretch right now, just since January 1st. That is unbelievable. Like, that is Unbelievable. If if you're a betting man right now, who do you who do you take out of the East? I still take the Bruins. You still take the Bruins. Even with their terrible goaltending. Tried and true, they're proven the lightning. We talked about this. They've I mean they're they're almost like uh Toronto. No, they're not like Toronto. You can't that's not they're not that bad. 
not that bad. We talk about like even when Toronto's in their prime and like playing the way they they can, they still have not, have not got over that, over that hump. There's a lot of good teams in the East. The, yeah, I gotta hope the East wins this year. The Bruins, the Capitals, it's the usual suspects. The Lightning, Pittsburgh, the Penguins. Yeah. Like it's it's a strong Columbus is there. It's a strong, strong, strong division conference. Man, the West is just kind of like who do, who's in the West? St. Louis, Colorado. There's not there's not as strong of teams in the West as there is in the East. But anyways, speaking of the West, we were touching on it earlier. I know some fans wanted us to talk about it. Boudreaux. I don't like the firing. I really don't. Did I go to his last game? I might have. You might have gone End to his last era. game. Especially when they fired him. I think he was 7-3 and three in his last 10 games. Like, he was... They were on a little bit of a roll. I, he's not a bad coach. He's not a great coach. I think he's, a, he's an adequate coach. He's a, he's a good coach. He didn't fail in Minnesota. He didn't win them anything. He lost in the first round. I think three of the four years he was there, three of the five, he didn't make the playoffs last year. So I know they want a winner there. I don't think any coach would have done anything differently than he did. Like he had decent regular season records. His first few years there, they went like 48 and 20 and change or something. He's a good, good record. I don't know. It was funny how he got fired. Well, yeah, but it makes sense in a way. It's not the first time that's happened where you're, they're not like looking to like you know gear up and do, pull a St. Louis, right? But they yeah. try to like let's get let's get the new coach some experience. Let's get him you know a little uh, experience just this year. Let's get him like start building something. So who do they replace him with? Do you know? Uh, no, it's, but it's like unless you have a coach who you want to give a tryout to, a little job on the job training to see if this guy works. Why, why make that? Why make that move? I don't. I don't get it. Unless they promote their AHL guy, they're gonna see if he's you know gonna cut cut the mustard for next year. Well, it's also Billy Garen, right? The new GM. He's got to get his own guy. Yeah, it's, it's it happens every time. But why even do it right now? I don't. I don't get it. Minnesota. They're not gonna make the playoffs. They they're another team like San Jose who's just strapped with terrible contracts. You think he gets another job somewhere next year? He should. He's a good coach. There will be a lot of vacancies. I think he does, if not next year, the year after. I think he will. He's a good, good coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The last but not least, this guy, I feel like we talk about three or four players consistently the whole season. We it's talk cr- about Evander. Yeah. We talk about, I guess, Reeves and the Evander beef. We talk about Kachuk. Jake Gardner. J- well, and Tyson Barely. Barry. <laughs> Barely. That's his name. Barely. Tyson Barely. A little, little Freudian slip there. Yeah. Cassian, we, he's just been all over the news lately. The Kachuk beef, the suspension, the interviews, the bounties, the this and that, the the lack of a great fight, honestly, with with Kachuk. And he, I, okay, what is he doing? Like what? I'm sure everybody's seen the video. Why? I'm surprised he only got seven games. So he kicked uh, Austin Cernak right in the chest. <sighs> There's a little bit of tangle. Like, I could see the frustration, but, like, you got a weapon on your feet, dude. Like, you cannot do that. I've Listen, you've played hockey. I've played hockey. I've played thousands of games. I've been around hockey my whole life. I have never, ever, ever seen somebody kick anybody. Never. Not even when I was a five-year-old kid and kids throw temper tantrums and they get upset. Never even in minor hockey. I've played in junior C leagues where it's just literally animals on the ice. 
I literally showed up to the rink one game for playoffs. Our locker room was covered in pennies. Our whole bench was covered in pennies, and the other team did it. Like it's stuff like that, where it's like this is crazy. I have never seen anybody kick anybody on on the ice, and he gets seven games for it. If I was, this is why I think Evander Kane is a little frustrated. He's like, listen, I accidentally elbow somebody in the back of the head, and this guy is kung fu fighting out here, kicking people, and he only gets seven, and he's a repeat offender. I mean, this got national attention. This is on like the news and stuff. Like yeah. everyone in the world was, was saw that clip. Should have got fifteen games. And it's like, I mean, how easy would it have been for like Cernak to raise his arm and all of a sudden that skate's going to his jugular? Or Cassian just slips. Yeah. And it clips him in the chin or like it's a scary, scary move. Did Cassian ever I know he said, Well, he was holding my leg. No, not true. Everyone's watched the video. He might have hold, held it like a couple seconds before that. Oh, he was he was holding both of us down. I wanted just trying to get him off my guy, so I pushed him with my, I pushed him with my foot. That's a kick. That's a kick. I wasn't a fighter. I just pushed guys with my fist <laughs> a lot. That's what I did. I never hit anybody. I would push him with my fist. It just it, it it just is a bad look for the game. You didn't get a penalty either. You're kicking guys. Like, you're literally kicking guys on the ice. I don't understand it. It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart to see this. It's really strange. Um, and I think everyone thought it would be a lot more than seven games. People were talking 10, 15. Some people said the season. I, I It should have at least been 10. I don't know. I thought 15, 10 to 15 range would have been appropriate for that kind of thing. It was a dangerous play. Uh, I don't know. That I don't. I really don't know. They messed up. You done messed up, George, Gary. Now everyone's gonna be kicking everybody. There's gonna be a fight, and someone's gonna be like, "I'll take seven games, chop someone's head off." What's next? <laughs> What's next? You're gonna kick, kick someone again. And what would you have done if you, if one of your players got kicked like that? Well, I, mean, that, I don't know. I mean, that kind of stuff like wouldn't happen if her forces no. were in the league. Well, I I don't know if that like this. I don't think that had anything to do with who who was in the game. I just think Cassian's, like we've talked about before, he's a hothead. He does things that most people don't do. And that's why he's so successful because he's passionate, but it also is is kind of a detriment to his game because it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't kick, you can't kick him. You can't kick somebody. It's just not okay. It's like, this isn't the UFC. You're not stinking kung fu fighting here. Mortal Kombat. It's a bad look. Bad look for Cassian. I don't know. You signed that big contract, too. <laughs> it's just in the news, man. I, I, my instinct was that it was Shirelli was still there because I'm like, okay, that's the exact kind of contract Shirelli would give out. It's not him anymore, but gosh. I know. Anyways, I hope he doesn't do it anymore. I, ho- I hope it just goes away and he comes back and he just plays a good, hard-nosed game and Edmonton makes the playoffs. He's a great guy for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. He He's is. the exact type of player you need. So... I don't know, man. They've been winning since he's been gone. Dreinseidel's been on fire. McDavid's out. They lost Cassian. Dreinseidel, he's running away with the scoring scoring race. Oh, so he's got like 13 more points than the next he's guy. He's on fire. And he's got, I want to say, since McDavid's been out for a few games, he's got like 12 points in four games. So something yeah. crazy like that. He's been that. just carrying the load. Is he the best player in the game? It's hard. No. Why not? I mean, McDavid. Why? If honestly, and it's funny, and I know that I'm biased because like I would literally, I would name three or four guys before I said him. Yeah, 
Because McDavid is flashy. He skates. He scores. McKinnon. He's Canadian. That has a lot to do with it. Yeah. He doesn't get the press at all, even in his own town. You would go McKinnon. You'd go Crosby. You'd go McDavid. You'd go Vetchkin. You'd maybe even go Stamkos. No, I Matthews. Matthews. Michael. Yeah. There's a lot of guys people would say before they get to Dreinsidel. I think he he's the best player in the league right now. He's playing like it. He's lights out. He's carrying this team to the playoffs. He's got 90-some points right now. Last time I checked, he had 92, but he probably has 95, 96 now. He gets two, That's three points crazy. a game. Crazy. He's so good. He's going to put up 150. Imagine that. I can imagine that. He's so good. Did he even make the All-Star? He did make the All-Star game. All right. Anyways, good for him. Good for Edmonton. I hope they make the playoffs. It'll be interesting. Anything else, Timbo? No. I think it's a good place to wrap it up here. Any yeah. any words of wisdom to take us out? The squad's out, baby. Squad. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.